0: Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Imago Nutrition Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mark Glesney, along with my business partner and sister-in-law and registered dietitian extraordinaire, Daniel Glesney. Danielle, how are things up in the St. Louis area? That's what we like to hear. In fact, I just got to see you a couple, not about uh, was it a week ago-ish, something like that. I swung through town, crashed at your guys' house, took... Grabbed my brother and we drove up to Minneapolis for a family function. So it was fun to get to see you and the boys for a little bit at your homestead out there. So, yeah, we've got a a fun episode, I think. So, this is the Imago Nutrition Podcast where we try to bring you practical nutrition strategies to help you achieve your goals and to help your family flourish. And so, if you're someone that is curious about sodium, you've maybe heard some dangers of sodium. You've heard that we take you know, uh we we intake too much sodium on a consistent basis as American culture, et cetera, et cetera. And you're curious about how much you should be focusing on your sodium intake. This is the episode for you. And so stick around. We've got a great question from Dan in Illinois. Speaking of questions, if you do have a question, you can send that to us and we will sort through questions and some of them will end up as podcast episodes because we love answering real questions from real people, giving you real advice for real results. And so with that, um oh, you can ask that question at imago nutrition.com, imago i m a g o nutrition.com/podcast. So you can go to slash podcast just scroll just a bit, you'll see a form there where you can just fill it out and you can punch a question through to us. And like I said, we will review those and it might end up as a podcast episode, so be sure to uh, subscribe and stay tuned to see if your question gets answered on future episode. And so with that, we have a great question from Dan in Illinois. And so Dan asks, along with staying in a calorie deficit, how much should I be looking at my sodium intake? A lot of quicker foods to make, such as black bean burgers, are frozen and have high sodium content. So a couple parts to this I wanted to break down real fast in case you're Uh, are unfamiliar with that term calorie deficit. This just means that Dan is currently losing weight and or fat. So he's in a negative energy balance. He's consuming less calories than he um, expends in a day on average over time. And this is the mechanism by which the body loses weight. And so he's in a fat loss process. He's in a weight loss process. And he's curious how much he should be paying attention to his sodium intake, but um, just know that you do not need to be in a negative energy balance or a calorie deficit to um, glean from this, because this is going to be advice irrespective of your calorie intake. We're going to be talking about sodium and and um, a proper view of that. And so, with that, uh, Danielle, I thought I would just kind of set it up and talk about what sodium is, real quick, and then um, some of the benefits of sodium. Because what we want to do is have a healthy view of sodium. We don't want it to all be Negative. It's actually very important, and so we'll talk about that. But then, of course, we're going to get to Dan's question very specifically and answer that um, very frankly. And so, real quick, what is sodium? So, sodium is a mineral. It's found in many foods. It's actually an electrolyte. Okay, and it's it's an essential ion uh, that's present in the extracellular fluid. So, this is the fluid in the body but outside of the cells. Okay, um, so don't let that throw you off. That's just kind of a quick what is it um, and when we use the term sodium, you'll also hear a lot of folks saying salt as well. Okay. And while they are slightly different, they tend to be used interchangeably. Okay. So table salt, which is um, what we most commonly are referring to is actually sodium chloride, but just know that for the purposes of this, whether I or Danielle says sodium, or we say salt we're going to be using those terms fairly interchangeably. They are a little different. They are a little distinct. However, for the purposes of this conversation, we'll be using them interchangeably. Okay, so, so what is sodium? Again, it's a mineral. It's an electrolyte. It's an ion present. Um, it's actually very important. And so this is something that is often surprising to people. I know when I did my studies at Stanford, this is one of the things that actually kind of shocked me was the importance of sodium because again, we get sort of bombarded with the negative side of this and there are real risks. There are real potential risks and dangers, um, but it's a dose dependent danger. Okay. So it depends on how much you're talking about to where it's going from a healthy benefit to an unhealthy benefit. So real quick, let's talk about some of the healthy benefits uh, because the body actually does need sodium. Okay. It helps with normal muscle and nervous function, uh, specifically muscle contraction. This is, uh, one of the functions of sodium in the body. It's an, as I mentioned, it's an important electrolyte. And so it actually helps the body balance fluids or regulate fluids. And it transmits said it was an ion. So it transmits electrical impulses in the body. And we could go into what that means. That's not really the episode for that. Um, but very practically just know that sodium helps prevent water loss in the body. Okay. Very important to retain water for many, 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 many reasons. That, that helps prevent cramping. Um, it rem- uh, sodium is also responsible for removing or excreting excess carbon dioxide in the system as well, as well as helping the brain develop and other benefits. And so we won't go through all the benefits in detail necessarily, um, but we just wanted to kind of give you a, a, a glimpse into the importance of sodium So we don't want people to be afraid of things that are important, um, but we also have to have a healthy view and a healthy understanding of, of that. And so again, Danielle, to Dan's question, along with staying in a calorie deficit, how much should he be looking at sodium intake and why? So what are your thoughts on this?
1: So if you have high blood pressure, you definitely need to be watching your sodium intake um, and the recommendations are 1,500 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams. If you do not have high blood pressure a diagnosis, um, you still do want to watch out for that um, and maybe aim for more like the 2,300 range. Um, mm-hmm. It can, in this culture, it happens typically as we age, our blood pressure can rise In other cultures, other countries, um, they don't see um, a rise in blood pressure with age. So I think that's really interesting. It kind of talks to our food supply a little bit on um, how much we're relying on packaged or processed foods um, and how, yeah, if you're looking at the label, you can make a big difference with that.
0: Interesting. and if people are, I mean, we can explain this a little bit too. So people are sometimes curious about how this works. So why exactly does sodium? Because it's important. It helps regulate fluids. It helps excrete excess carbon dioxide. You know, he just said it helps with cramps, all that sort of stuff. It's an ion, all this cool stuff. So how does it then contribute? And so uh, if, if I could, I'll kind of give a quick overview of that um and so with with most people we should say in general our kidneys have trouble keeping up with excessive amounts of sodium in the blood okay so as sodium accumulates in the in the um in the bloodstream the body holds on to water to try to dilute the sodium okay so it's trying to again balance that um hydration with the sodium and so as it increases um the fluid surrounding the cells and the volume of the uh, of the blood increases, okay, within the cardiovascular system. And so this increase in blood volume means more work for the heart, right? And more pressure on the blood vessels. So again, that's just a really quick overview of sodium then causing the retention of water, which is a benefit but then in excess, what that does is it goes above and beyond the benefits of water retention into the danger zone. I just saw Top Gun twice this week. Okay. So the danger zone of, um, of this excess water then creates more stress on your cardiovascular system. So real quick, that's just how it leads to blood pressure in case folks are listening to um, this episode, don't know. And as you said, Daniel, whether we have high blood pressure or not, we need to be um, focused on this. And so what are some, what are some practical ways we can be aware or conscious of the sodium intake? How, how can Dan practically live out keeping an eye on his sodium intake in a real world environment?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think a good um, tool that I've used is aiming for 500 milligrams of sodium in a meal. So Then you're not thinking about the stuff that you're not paying attention to. You get a little wiggle room for that or snacks or something. So if you think about a meal aiming for the 500 milligrams, and then you have three meals a day, hopefully. So that's 1500 milligrams right there. Um, What's also really awesome to think about is um, there's other foods that lower your blood pressure. So help you excrete the extra sodium um, we'll so talk fruit... about that
0: because you recently taught me this. So why don't you teach everyone this? <laughs>
1: so um, the fruits and vegetables have important minerals um, that help your body excrete the extra sodium. And uh, I, we're working on some documents that will help with blood pressure or high cholesterol. And that will all be explained in that. But Ooh, That um... was
0: a teaser right there, wasn't that? <laughs> well, done. I didn't even pay her to do that. I'm the marketing guy. She did that on her own. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh well, it's it's really awesome. So it's, it's thinking about like if you go out to eat, you know, you're also you're going to have higher sodium, or if you're relying on a packaged meal at home, you're going to have higher mm-hmm. sodium. But if you're going to balance that out on your plate with more fruits and vegetables, um, you're going to decrease that impact. So for example, like if you're going to um, have the black bean burgers, like you mentioned, or in the question was mentioned, we're going to need to have some. You know, fresh vegetables on the side or salad or some fruit on the side, um, something that's not also high sodium with it. Um, so I think Mark, I think you had pulled up the salty, the top salty um, foods or where we get it. It's, it's interesting. Most people always say like, I don't add salt at the table, so I should be doing good, but it's actually not where our majority of our sodium is coming from. Um, not from the Perfect segue. Here. That's
0: Perfect segue. That's exactly what I was going to mention is that surprisingly, when we see people salting food to taste at the table, this is not where we get the majority. But that tends to be where we have the majority focus. So that's what comes to mind when we think of too much salt. We immediately think of maybe our dad being at the table every night salting his food, like that was the reason for hitting 3000 milligrams in a day. It's not. So the majority comes from commercially prepared foods, exactly as Daniel said, no surprise, she's right again. And so whether that is packaged foods that you get at the grocery store, or commercially prepared, could also be your restaurant, your sit down restaurant, your fast food, by the way, sit down restaurants, No better in this category, though the food may taste better. The food may be better, uh, more eclectic than, quote unquote, fast food. You know, everyone thinks, oh, McDonald's, the real culprit. Your favorite Mexican food restaurant, your favorite American food restaurant, any sit down restaurant um, is going to be statistically the vast majority is the commercially prepped foods. That's where you get the vast majority of the sodium intakes. That's where you need to be careful. And so, again, it's not from salt being added to cooking at home or at, at the table. Um, and so I did. I did a quick look. We went over to our friends at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, you can take a look at this on the website. It's public, obviously. And so they've identified the top 10 sources of sodium in the American system and some very practical foods. So this is just um, just some fodder to think about um, in terms of your intake and in these foods. This is by no means an exhaustive list. This is not also not saying you can never have these foods. It's just something to be mindful of um, in terms of frequency and intake. So here they are, drum roll, please. Um, the top 10 um, sources of sodium in the American um, diet system, I guess you could say, according to the CDC. Number one, breads and rolls. Number two, pizza and that one hurts because we all love good pizza uh, number three sandwiches number four cold cuts and cured meats number five soups number six really hurts me burritos and tacos love burritos and tacos uh, number seven your savory snacks these are chips and popcorns and pretzels and crackers etc number eight chicken because we have to do a lot to chicken let's let's be honest love chicken We have to do a lot to it to get it to taste super yummy, right? And a lot of that involves a lot of salt. Uh, Number nine, cheese. And number uh, 10, eggs and omelets. And so again, those are the top 10 sources according to the CDC. Again, it's not exhaustive. Um, And again, dining out, eating out, um, whether it's restaurants, fast foods, and packaged foods from the grocery store, those are actually the vast majority. So that's a huge, huge category of the sodium intake. And so um, when you say you have to do
1: a lot to the chicken, what are you talking about?
0: Well, I mean, so being in the fitness industry for so long, I think most of us have been at some point worn out on rubbery chicken, right? So chicken just gets bland, uh, particularly in the fitness space when guys are doing, you know, big weight loss programs or competitive bodybuilding or something like that. It comes down to chicken and broccolis and it gets really rubbery. And so you, start looking for down the road, of course, ways to make chicken tastier. And there's a lot more. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot more you can do to chicken to make it amazing. And that could be a whole nother episode. I've just seen in my own experience that chicken, we tend to get tired of chicken and start doing a lot of things. And one of the things to it is really salting it up.
1: Okay. So yeah, more so on the burnt out aspect is why you, why you said yes. that. Cause they oh, yeah. do add, um, sodium into chicken to make it juicier and not dried out. Yeah. So looking on the label for 5%, um, you know, of that sodium injection in the chicken are less is good. Um, I think I've seen that. And, for, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, that's another great practical point too, is just like, you know, back to Dan's question, like not only should I be keep, how much should I keep an eye, but how do I do that? And that's really one of it. It's to look for the no salt added. It's to look for the, so, the no sodium on the packages. And it's to flip that thing over, right? If it's packaged and prepared, it's to flip it over and take a look at the actual nutrition label. I mean, that there is so much power, so much... Um, information available and just turning that thing over. Um, Of course, reducing, you know, eating out, et cetera, et cetera. But you mentioned a great parameter, which is 500 per meal. And so just understanding what we put into those meals so that we can get to that roundabout target of 500. It's just, it's probably the most practical and effective thing we can do.
1: Right. So we have a number to shoot for per meal. We have the goal of just decreasing dining out. Um, Also just the goal of Uh, preparing things from scratch more at home, you know, so not relying on the pre-marinated chicken and using your spices and herbs in your cabinet or um, finding recipes that you can follow um, at home that are not, um, you know, from the package. So cooking at home more um, using spices and herbs more um, having that 500 milligrams or less. And then also just building half that plate with the fruits and vegetables Are definitely some good ways to lower your sodium. Makes a big difference because, um, like when you're, I'm when I'm with my extended family, I can taste a difference, and my kids are asking Mm. for so much more water after dinner Mm. than if we have. I mean, so your your taste buds really adjust to that, um, where you prefer actually the lower sodium. So giving yourself time. I mean, um, if you're you know, going to start this journey, it's not going to taste fantastic right off the bat. You're going to need some practice with using the spices and herbs and um, eating at home more and things like that. So,
0: Oh, that was, that's a super helpful. And I remember you mentioning that recently in, in a co-consultation that we had with someone with high blood pressure too, was just about, about allowing yourself time to readjust. And on a personal note, I used to eat Chipotle almost every day. And since now my wife and I, we start, when I say my wife and I, I mean my wife, because she makes the food and I'm uh, terrible at it, but we make Chipotle bowls now at home, and we do that a lot more. And I'm not going to Chipotle every day for lunch. I mean, I've been working from home for over two years now, and so I'm not doing that midday run from the office to Chipotle like I was. And now, when I do go to Chipotle every once in a while, we go with the kids. It it like it it like punches you in the face. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much that you can just tell, mm-hmm. and it's not that you know it's not that you can't have it every once in a while. It's just that when you do acclimate to a a healthier range within sodium, you're going to start to really realize how much sodium is in the restaurant um, industry and, and whether it's fast, fast, casual, or even sit down. Um, There's so much sodium. And that's, as we see statistically, that's where we get the most of it. So not, not hating on Chipotle. I still go every once in a while. In fact, on that road trip to Minnesota, I went to Chipotle. Um, But You really do want to give yourself a little bit of time and know that you're going to be better off long term, um, just starting to make some of these small adjustments, start moving that number in the right direction, getting a hold of that, whether you have high blood pressure, like you said, or you want to stay ahead of that Um, because we want to stay ahead of that, Um, your body will adjust. And I think you'll ultimately get a greater appreciation for food over time than when we continue to pummel our system with salt in order to bring out more and more and more and more flavor. Um, And I think when you get back down to some more appropriate levels, you're really actually going to start to enjoy some foods more. So
1: you can taste them over the salt.
0: (laughs) Amazing, right? Amazing how that happens. Well, any last thoughts? I think that might be it.
1: I think so. That's all I had.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Well, if you found Dan, hopefully you found this uh, episode helpful. And those, the rest of you listening to this, if you did find that helpful, we would appreciate it if you um, subscribe to the podcast so you get future episodes. Um, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, and share it with a friend. If you got a friend that um, you're having discussions with, I mean, you're just casually talking about sodium all the time with your friends, I'm sure. So you're just going to want to share this episode with them because it's just a part of your normal day. But um, but yeah, if it could if it could help someone, we would be honored if you shared this with them. We would like to help as many people as possible. That's why we do this podcast. And so uh, if you're on social media, you can connect with us there as well across um, pretty much any social media channel. You'll find us at Imago Nutrition. Again, I-M-A-G-O Nutrition. And as always, we're going to hit you with the outro music and we're going to thank Happy Pill for their song, Thinking About Food. We'll see you next episode. Whoa, uh-huh.